0: so hannah's on a book buying ban for the month of february but that doesn't mean she still won't text me for like an hour today about what books she should buy off book outlet shut
1: up (laughs) i'm on book outlet now because you mentioned it we're recording the podcast i can multitask
0: Welcome to another episode of Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown-up biologists revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. I am one of your hosts, Sophie, but today I have a randomly generated fantasy name that you can call me instead. That name is a a little too real (laughs) Uh and actually not really appropriate for a fantasy setting, but (laughs) listen. (laughs) my name is emin screen lover (laughs) oh (laughs) oh i mean you could just be really into like changing screens
1: yeah Yeah. like or like smoke screens Ooh, smoke screens yes it would depend on the kind of fantasy yeah
0: Yeah. exactly i say as i push my blue light filtering glasses (sighs) up my face that one
1: I mean sci-fi fantasy is like the name of the genre right you're just yeah. the sci-fi half
0: I'm um, yeah, yeah it's basically
1: fantasy <laughs> science fiction is just fantasy with technology
0: yeah yeah question, yeah. Mark? question mark who's to say
1: anyway mm-hmm. who are you guys
0: <laughs> My name's Sam, but today I can be called by my fantasy name, which is Jake God's Cloth. <laughs> wow. Sorry, God's I missed your last name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> God's Sorry, Cloth. Sorry, yeah, I was... God's
1: Sorry, Squad? Six. One more time.
0: <laughs> God's Cloth. Okay. God's
1: Cloth. Okay. I'm <laughs> God's, Jake cloth. God's Cloth.
0: Wow. You're a priest. <laughs> <laughs> Jake. Jake? <laughs> uh, so how Jake? Yeah. So for to peek behind the curtain, the way the generator works is it mashes two halves of like a name together. So to get Jake is that's very funny. I'm Jake. Uh, you got something that started with J A and something that ended with K E, and it's perfect.
1: Yeah. Oh, and I'm I a God's god's cloth yeah all right jake father jake <laughs> <laughs>
0: father jake the least religious person welcome to my pagan church Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh great all right wow <laughs>
1: well thank you for inviting me to your church uh father yeah. jake you're welcome my name is hannah but for the purposes of today's podcast you can call me by my randomly generated fantasy name which is will weed potato killer
0: excuse Wait, me what <laughs> <laughs> Willow potato killer,
1: will weed potato killer,
0: <laughs> will Whee-
1: weed. Potato- I feel like a different inflection is maybe better, like will weed potato killer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> will will it? Will the weed will? kill the potato killer? <laughs> no. Yeah, your name is more like a sentence missing one <laughs> verb,
1: <laughs> missing yeah. a couple articles. <laughs> yeah, will weed potato killer. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like a it's it's like a direct translation from another language where they don't put words Mm. in the same order. Like the verb is at the end. Mm -hmm. Like German, I think. Sure. Other languages. Yeah. (laughs) All right. We've got Jake and Google Translate here with us today. (laughs) Jake. (laughs) This might be the only episode where I refer you to your fantasy name a few times. That's yep. fair. All right, Jake, want to wanna tell us what happened in the first chapter? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Aragon, sorry. We're reading Aragon. So the chapter, A Song for the Road, starts with just that. A song sang by Brom on the road, which is prompted wow. by Aragon asking Brom about the sea. The rest of the chapter is pretty lackluster. Aragon, air quote, <laughs> hardens up, though. Oh. So I guess that's <laughs> something. <laughs> <laughs> by the end they make it to Tiram, where Brom decides they will now go by the most non-fantasy names, kind of like Jake. <laughs> Neil and Evan. <laughs> I Jake. It right in. <laughs> I'm Jake and this is my nephew Jake. Yes. These are my I don't know what, Neil and Evan. <laughs> you can on. throw potatoes at
1: them, potato killer. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I'm the killer with potatoes, not the killer of potatoes.
0: <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good the, voice. That's the deception there. Is to, like, you think mm-hmm. that it's a potato killer, but really he kills
1: with the potatoes. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. no, I pelt my enemies with spuds. <laughs> I feel like you're a bug. Yeah, um, anyway, <laughs> the taste of Tirm could be potatoes. We don't know yet, yeah. but we'll find out. The intrepid trio arrives at the walled port city of Tirm. Sephira is disgruntled at having to hide away from them, and Aragon is also disgruntled by being in such a large city with such an unfamiliar vibe. He does marvel at the fact that it's built to be easily defensible, which Brahm explains is because it keeps getting burned down and attacked by pirates and stuff. They trick their way through the gates and into the city with the classic dim-witted old man and his caring youngster routine, mm-hmm. and go looking for someone who knows where they can find Brahm's old friend, Jode. Then they get directions from a man named Martin in a tavern who tells them that Jode lives next to Angela, the herbalist. And he also tells them that the Urgals have all moved south and that specific merchant's ships are being mysteriously vanished, perhaps by magic. The intrigue whoa
0: <laughs> you can't Exciting. see the
1: gesture i'm doing but it's the the sneaky hand
0: gesture
1: <laughs> that <Cynthia Nygaard> does. <laughs> sneaky
0: indeed until sam mentioned it i didn't notice that just like yeah everyone has like fantasy names yeah and then you can just immediately tell when christopher paolini like phoned it in and was like and this character is named martin right <laughs> yeah <laughs> Because, like, you've had, what, Girl, Braum, Aragon,
1: Roran, the cousin. Roran.
0: Yeah, yeah. Horst,
1: like, the, the the blacksmith. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Even, like, the guy they're going to visit is Jode. Like, yeah. yeah. Just all very yeah. fantasy-esque names, and then all of a sudden he's just like, you will be Evan and I will be Neil. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's almost like in the north, in Tyr, people have, like... More normal names, maybe? And that's why Brown picks those ones. Because, like, the two people. Maybe.
0: Yeah, maybe. Better named,
1: other than Jode, who, like, m- I don't know if he's from Tierra or not, are Martin and Angela, which that's, are just like. Yeah.
0: That's a good point. Regular <coughs> names. Regular yeah.
1: names.
0: You bring up a good point, Anna. It's something. Thanks I was thinking try. about this. <laughs> like, I mean, I think about this a lot, but it's like one of those things that is one of those accidental world building things yeah. where it's always the stuff you don't think about too hard when you include it. That ends up being like, oh, dang, there's menus uh-huh. in the Lord of the Rings. Because <laughs> 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 because the, what are they? The orcs? <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. They say, meats back on the menu, boys. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, wait, hold on. <laughs> I never thought of that. Of that Me like I, I saw like a meme or something about it. I think it was on TikTok. Yeah, And I was like, oh, I never even, like, thought of that. But it's a really good point. It's like, wait, how would an orc know what a menu is? Yeah, yeah, and, like, in this case, because I was thinking about it already, because when they arrive at this city, they both put on accents, but they oh, don't yeah. say what the accent is, or there's no reference to people having accents, like, oh, he had the sound of someone from Tyr, you know, like, Yeah. There's no indication that there are accents in different regions. Yeah. But they immediately put one on to be like, this'll throw them off. (laughs) (laughs) It's, I don't know, it's strange. Also, because, like, I feel like by coming up with this elaborate story, by being like, yeah, we both have wild accents, and this guy had heat strokes so badly that he kind (laughs) of doesn't know what's going on anymore. Yeah. that's way more memorable than just being like hi we talk totally normally yeah we're just here to buy stuff cool okay bye
1: <laughs> you yeah know? like we are from the country and we're yeah. here to visit the city
0: like <laughs> yeah
1: there's stuff here we can get cool mm-hmm. see ya
0: <laughs> it's fine though
1: <laughs> yeah fine. brahm had some worry about whether like news of he and aragon had traveled to the city yet So maybe they're trying to preempt that by being like, ooh, look, I am dim-witted and clearly not this, like, mysterious magical traveler with a dragon rider or whatever. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But,
0: like, at that point, it's like, if they heard that there's, like, there's an old dude and a young man coming in, it's like, Mm -hmm. you probably should have just, like, tried to fight that part. (laughs) Instead Uh of being like, we have accents now. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, (laughs) (laughs) That'll get him.
1: It's like, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Encanto yet, but one of the characters, yeah, he goes, I used to say that my real gift was acting. (laughs) It's kind of (laughs) like that, where it's like, (laughs) because the character in question is not very convincing. (laughs) No. (laughs) he's acting.
0: (laughs) Speaking of weird names. Oh,
1: yes. Sorry, I got distracted.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I noticed that like every name introduced in this chapter of like a place is just like a weird jumble of vowels yeah like mm. none of them are just easy to pronounce like there's woadark toark tear term tearm, which i still don't know how to pronounce <laughs> <laughs> so the- <laughs> this is a stupid joke they- <laughs> they're following this river the toark river To get to the ocean, to get to this town. And Brom says, oh, yeah, right in the middle of this river is a lake called the Woe Dark. And one of the rivers goes into the lake, I think, and one comes out? Uh, no. I assume?
1: No, I I had to read that passage a couple times because it was kind of confusing. But the woe dark lake is like in the spine, like at the top of a mountain, and there's a river flowing away from it in each direction.
0: Okay,
1: yeah. So it's the source. So right. there, there must be a spring or something in the top of this mountain.
0: Yeah. That would make so sense. in that case, yeah. Instead of naming both the rivers to arc, they probably should have named them away arc. <laughs> Oh Damn no, It's Sophie. the low dark. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> there's a lot to talk about in these chapters, can you tell?
1: <laughs> yeah, we uh all three of us came to this uh to our pre procession being like, I don't have anything to talk about. Nothing.
0: <laughs> Which is like so wild because a good portion of these chapters is them going through the spine and like yeah. The one thing we're told at the beginning of the book is that wild shit happens in the spine all the time. <laughs> but no wild shit has happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like they open it by being like, "Watch out, we're on this main road. People are going to see us. If so you're better hide. Oh my god, we're going into the spine. Something could happen." And then nothing happens. Nothing like, happens. What the hell? This didn't need to be a whole chapter.
1: <laughs> yeah, the uh, the song for the road chapter. I mean both of them, but particularly that first one is very transitional. It's just like, okay, we were, where were they last time? Darrett? And this is the chapter where we get from Darrett to the next place. It's like, we just, we just are there. Yeah. I was very interested by the kind of like throwaway line of how Sephira has to fly super close to the ground to avoid being seen. Uh Uh-huh. Which like, it makes sense because if she was, you know, above, people would be able to see her because, you know, you have a greater line of sight from a higher elevation, But in one of the previous chapters, she was flying high enough that she could have been mistaken for a bird. Yeah. Which seems both easier and safer than, like, roller coastering her way along the plains and, like, dipping in and out of (laughs) little valleys and stuff. I
0: was gonna say, too, like, wouldn't there just be so much interference to fly that close to the ground? Like, I get on the plains, maybe not, but, like, still, I feel like that doesn't make any sense. Wouldn't it be better to just be mistaken, yeah, like you said, as a bird?
1: Yeah. yeah, well, and she's so big that, like, her wingspan must be enormous and, like, close to the ground for something as big as Zephira, who at this point, all we know is she's bigger than a horse. Yeah. But that means, like, her wingspan has to be Gigantic. at least notably longer than a horse is tall.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like... Well, especially since she's, like... Because we talked about this last time about how we know not all dragons are blue, but like blue Mm -hmm. would be good for keeping hidden in the sky, right? Against the backdrop of blue. Yeah. Yeah. So like you'd think from below she'd be harder to see than like horizontally, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or even like walking next to them on the road seems like it would be a little more practical than flying very low. Yeah. which would still be high enough that people would be able to see her because she would be higher than a horse. Like, at least if she's on the road with them, they would see someone approaching at the same time that that person saw them and she could, like, fucking duck or Aragon could do some camouflage magic that Bram yeah. hasn't told him about yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then Bram will get mad at him for doing it or not doing it, as the case may be.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Who knows? His reaction depends on the day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't make sense
1: that she wouldn't just be, like, super high up. Yeah. It was a very interesting line to just kind of toss in there.
0: Yeah, because, like, I assume, like, I know that a lot of big raptors, their flying method is to, like, circle up a thermal and Mm. then, like, glide to the next one and then circle up and then glide so that, like, they kind of get lifted by warm air rising. And I assume for something like a dragon, like, she's probably not just, like, flapping constantly. (laughs) Like, that seems not energetically viable. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no. Also because she'd, like, she'd go way faster than them.
1: Yeah, she would have to fly Like, she'd have to fly back and
0: forth a lot.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if there's some reason she can't walk long distance. Like, maybe flying is more energetically practical for her. Because if she has to be close to the ground, I really can't see a reason why she couldn't just be walking. But maybe there is one.
0: Well, because I think we had talked about how one of the possible reasons for the six limbs of the dragons (laughs) is that their original front limbs were the wings Mm
1: -hmm. and then they
0: like magicked front legs for battle onto them. And so maybe it's just that like, because they have those like front claws that are serrated or whatever. Yeah. Maybe they're good for like holding and standing, but maybe they aren't good for walking. That would make sense.
1: Yeah, but that does just make me think of Safira walking around like a kangaroo with wings. Oh my god, (laughs)
0: yes.
1: (laughs) Which would be cute as hell. Or like a bird? (laughs) Yeah, but birds don't have giant forelimbs.
0: Oh, okay. You mean like after the sixth? Yes, like current Safira. Current Safira. Her
1: (laughs) front legs, for whatever reason, are not adapted well to walking, so she has to walk on her hind legs.
0: Yeah. It would be cool if, like, there was some contortion where she could still like walk on the wing hands, yeah, or something. You know, like a like a bat ter- <laughs> pterosaur, yeah, a wyvern. The two, the two yeah. normal things people immediately
1: jump to <laughs> bats and pterosaurs. <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to go anywhere else. Yeah.
0: Yep. <laughs> you you would go there, and both Hannah and I were like. Wyverns? Wyverns?
1: <laughs> yeah. Wyverns? <laughs>
0: yes? Is it wyverns? Yeah.
1: I don't know. That's how I've always pronounced it, but I learned that from a book when I was like 12, so. I
0: I know. I've heard it both ways, so I just never know. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, it's made up, so. Exactly. <laughs> so.
0: But exactly. that's how they walk.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah that would be
0: cool. Because that's how they did it in Game of Thrones, right? Like how yeah. the dragons there, they they walked on their wing.
1: Yeah. they were, I love that. Wyverns. I like that theory though that Safira can't really walk long distances. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about it, but like I'm very interested now in her like physiology. Yeah, that would make that the case.
0: Because I feel like people who who haven't fully like researched how flying works or like you know organisms evolving flight mm-hmm. would assume that a thing that's capable of flying would fly instead of walk. Yeah, But, like, especially if you're not, like, if you have to be slow to keep up with horses, right, like, if you don't have to be flying, you probably wouldn't.
1: (laughs) Yeah. As the uh, resident overuser of the phrase, energetically expensive on this podcast. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. flying is that yes. <laughs> flying and is that anything thing. that can fly if it doesn't have to it doesn't to the point where there are like multiple instances of birds losing the ability to fly because it, if it's not a survival advantage then it costs way too much to keep it up like yeah. penguins and like every bird that has evolved on an island
0: <laughs> yep <laughs> all of new zealand all of new Grey zealand
1: birds <laughs> yeah it is a cool visual. Like I'm imagining, Sephira like zipping in her wings like a diving raptor and just like shooting across the plains and like going over and between rather these like little like bumps and knolls and stuff and like looking like a cool jet. Yeah, it's a good mental image for sure. It is but good. A little yeah, practical.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I don't know if it was like oh she would like go really high and then do steep dives. You know, like yeah, I would get that. Yeah. But then yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we'll yeah. we'll discuss it later more, I'm sure. <laughs>
1: yes. The other thing that comes up, well, there's a two a two, a couple of other things in this chapter that I <laughs> thought were kind of interesting. The first being how Aragorn has taken to hunting and the second being the new <laughs> biome that they end up in.
0: Yeah. I feel fully validated that Aragon is immediately using his levitate stone magic. <laughs> because I was like, I bet Aragon's gonna use this way too much. Yes. Or in a fight or something in the next chapter.
1: Yeah, he's started hunting things by shooting his pebble into them very, very quickly using magic.
0: I can't believe Aragon invented guns. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. They the true of finger guns, <laughs> you can't tell me that's, that's funny he could do that <laughs> he
1: could. Aragon isn't clever enough to come up with actual finger guns though that's, just, that's oh, too that funny, would so
0: funny that would be
1: so funny though So funny. I need to write that down
0: <laughs> yeah write that down somewhere for when we like when we said we were going to rewrite Twilight we'll rewrite yeah. Aragon
1: <laughs> we'll rewrite Aragon guns. where Aragon has a sense of humor and Brahm is like a useful mentor yeah and sephira is nice even once (laughs) yes okay
0: so mean
1: (laughs) i have something to say about that okay did we
0: want to talk about the biome first yeah yeah let's talk about the biome
1: yeah they get to they get through the spine i guess and suddenly there is moss everywhere the ground is damp and there's like very mild winters and lots of mist and fog and i was like aha is the pacific northwest yeah. edward is here <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was like we've arrived in british columbia
1: <laughs> yep it's forks
0: <laughs> oh no oh. <laughs> this is where they'll meet the shade and his family mm. where they play baseball <laughs> oh no <laughs> well it's the crossover i don't want
1: <laughs> who would win do you think sophia or edward edward yeah probably. Um, probably no
0: what would happen is they'd start mind talking to each other and oh, then yes. they'd leave
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Wait. Did we establish that Edward's mind reading went to animals, like other, well, other is, than humans?
1: Sophia is sentient, so so would she have a mind more similar to a human than an animal?
0: So would Edward be able to read her mind then?
1: Ooh, couldn't that's he, a good couldn't question. Couldn't he read the werewolves' minds though?
0: Yes, it was Alice yeah. who couldn't see their future because she yeah. was never one of them. Yeah, he could read their I mind in like they it's were just wolf form. Anything that has like coherent sentient thought.
1: This is—we've already yeah. talked about this.
0: But no. But what if what if he hears chickens and they're just going hi 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 in their I, brains?
1: <laughs> I mean, then Sophie would love that, as we know. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be great. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to. I just I had to. I had to. Question no,
1: that's it. a good point. No, that uh, that is a good question. <laughs> I think he would be able to hear her. That's I think fair. so too.
0: I I buy it. I, I believe yeah. it. I would believe that Saphira could like control if he could hear her, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that yeah, seems like she yeah. she'd be able to do. Yes, yeah,
1: with her mysterious dragon magic. Yeah. Um. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah,
0: <laughs> the Pacific Northwest.
1: <laughs> Honestly, that's all I really had to say about it. I yeah. just thought it was interesting that he like pointed it out specifically that it has changed like this.
0: I didn't even think Pacific Northwest. I was like, oh, it's Newfoundland just without snow, and then I was like. Yeah. Yes, the
1: only difference is the mild winters part. Yeah, the mild
0: winter, which... <laughs> yeah, there's 40 centimeters of snow on the ground. Do not tell me it's mild. It feels like minus 23 outside right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going up to 10 degrees on Friday. Hey, oh, wow. welcome to the day for Newfoundland. all of us. The only thing is because it's like medieval Europe, they wouldn't <laughs> be arriving at forks. They'd be arriving at like knife. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Sophie, you're not allowed anymore. Stop. (laughs) Sorry. I've had a very difficult two days, so this is the level of humor you're getting.
1: I never know how to react when someone else makes a dad joke. Yeah. (laughs) I usually like that to be my stupid niche. Uh... (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Anyway, (laughs) thanks for bearing with me. You're welcome.
1: While we're making... uh stupid jokes should we talk about um the direct quote from the book (laughs) where aragon thinks everything about me is turning hard
0: (laughs) oh yeah he he really hardens up
1: Uh, oh i was like wow (laughs) it's like the first page huh (laughs) all right (laughs) i mean he's 15.
0: oh god Moving Welcome on. to puberty.
1: No, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the- Can you imagine if he, like makes that comment to Brahm and Brahm is like, yes, at your age, I'm not. So- <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Again, again, if Aragon was we a re-write, funny book. <laughs> if we re-write this book, so good.
1: Oh my god, we need to make like a a fan fiction account where our fan fictions are just the three of us rewriting the books we read for this podcast. <laughs>
0: when we when we make enough money from this podcast for me not to have to have a job i'll do that (laughs) yeah
1: can i talk about well actually okay i want to see if you guys can guess the moment that turned my pms hormone ridden emotions into absolute yes
0: i know exactly what it is (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah the moment where like aragon is like or no, Safira threatens him with something about, like, I'll put you on my back and never, blah, 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 and he's like, I love you too, or something. Was it that moment?
1: Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah <laughs> says, If anything happens, I'm going to pin you to my back yeah. and never let you off. Aragon says, I love you too. And she yeah. says, Then I will bind you all the tighter. And I audibly went, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sucker. <laughs> yeah. Predictable. Oh, my God. I was, like, sobbing over Moana yesterday. Like, this has been a <laughs> oh my a rough God. couple of days. <laughs> That's
0: fair. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, it happens. Just watching a lot of Disney movies and crying.
1: I mean, I yeah. cried
0: twice at my microscope two weeks ago, so mm. I'm with you, but my PMS was apparently two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you were at least like listening to a book right you weren't just sobbing at your slides
0: yeah no I was listening to I think it was it was listening to the last Lunar Chronicle book Winter and I was listening to Beach Read and both Mm. those books made me tear up and I don't cry in books (laughs) like the only book that's ever made me cry is My Sister's Keeper by Jodi Pickle or whatever only book I literally sobbed other than that like usually doesn't get me but there I was at my microscope crying. Man. So I'm going to keep us on track. Thank you. <laughs> if it kills me. Good good luck. <laughs> so good anyway, to you from Jake God's cloth. <laughs> oh my god. Thanks Jake. Thank you for the blessing, Jake. Um <laughs> So, like Again, we've said, I specifically have said this before because Hannah loves everything about this, (laughs) but I like, uh, they've clearly talked about like, okay, we got to go into this town, right? Got to figure out what's going on. Here's what's happening. And Safira is acting as though it is like personally... An insult to her and her family that <laughs> they're going into this town without her, and it's yeah. like she's like oh, sticking your nose where it doesn't belong again. And it's like Safira, you're ninety percent of the reason that Aragorn is on this revenge quest. <laughs> she like, does not yeah. realize that <laughs> it's like if because she's acting like all I want to do is go off and live in the forest with Aragorn, and it's like cool, but that's not. <laughs> What yeah. you've said ever. <laughs> anyway.
1: Yeah, she's she clearly feels very left out, which is understandable. But also, like you're a giant dragon, yeah. And if you show up, you and Aragon will be killed on sight.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's almost like it's weird that she just has the brain of like a human, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Where she's like, "Wow, I wish we I could go into the city with you or whatever," you know? And it's like. <sighs> Yeah. I, don't,
1: I don't know that I had a point there, really. Well, speaking of this sort of thing, Sophie has her Mercedes-Lackey thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about Temeraire again. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> that that is a thing in that series where the culture that Temeraire the dragon is born into is very like dragons are dragons and people are people. But dragons, particularly of like Temeraire's species, are particularly intelligent, like equal or more so than people and throughout the series he like starts encountering dragons and people that come from other cultures and then starts being like well why can't I come into the city and his (laughs) rider Lawrence is like it's literally not built for you like you can't fit and he's like well that's discrimination like they should build it so I can come into the city and it's like okay like you're right sure but like you can't (laughs) (laughs) it's it's very interesting in those books watching Temeraire trying to both like rationalize his dragon behaviors with human behaviors and he's like well I'm just attached to my rider because he's my very good friend it has nothing to do with my like imprinting bond that happened when I first (laughs) hatched like that's complete I am far more intelligent than that and like why can't I come to the library I want to go to the library I don't care that the door is only six feet tall and I'm like a (laughs) (laughs) big enough dragon that a crew of 30 people can ride me like a boat like (laughs) (laughs) i want to go to the library (laughs) and there's like a whole thing where he wants to read books but he can't read books because he doesn't have hands (laughs) (laughs) so it's like that but less well done
0: sure (laughs) yeah yeah.
1: I also don't know where I was going with that. I just got really excited and wanted no, to talk that's, about rare.
0: That's what we do here. I think normally we manage to smoothly transition better, so it doesn't matter that we don't have a point.
1: <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs>
0: today, mm-hmm. no. Today is just chaos.
1: As an example of like the kind of uh, really good information and like thoughtful ideas that I'm coming into this episode with, I just looked at my notes and it says they're a building with flat roofs spelled like... Grooves. As if, <laughs> that's the pl- plural form of roof. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> you know,
0: we're doing our best today. <laughs> I fell into the thing that a lot of modern people do, where they assume that like old timey people couldn't build stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, and big.
0: <laughs> and I like so they describe Tierm as a city contained behind a white wall, which was a hundred feet tall and thirty feet thick. And I was right. like, surely not. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, surely not 100 feet tall. Like, that is wild. <laughs> it's it's like 30 feet thick? Oh my God. Yeah. Like, that's Wait. huge. How tall is Helms Deep? That's not a real place. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> is it consistent <laughs> with other fantasy? Damn. <laughs> 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 Magic. Because, like, for me, when you think giant wall, obviously my brain immediately goes to, like, the Great Wall of China mm. as, like, big wall. <laughs> big wall. But mm-hmm. it's not that tall, right? Because, like, in olden times, <laughs> stuff uh-huh. didn't need to be that tall necessarily. But I stand corrected because people did build stuff that big there's like this fort called oh boy Uh there's a fort called marangar fort i hope i said that right in india that is 118 feet tall and 21 feet wide oh Oh, okay very (laughs) very very similar i'll note too the deeping wall was only 20 feet high that's all Probably because oh. it's not real. That's nice. It's real to me, Sophie. It was real to me. <laughs> Sorry, I got the number wrong. It
1: was 20 meters wide, which is. Okay. Well, oh, that's 49 feet. feet. Yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, I do know why. But the only image that is in my head when it's like there's this port city with these giant walls, I'm like, aha, attack on Titan. <laughs> <laughs> Huge walls to keep out. I mean in Tiram's case pirates and other fiends. Urgles? Urgles? Ocean Urgles? Ocean Urgles. It's implied that they are ocean gurgles. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> Deleted. Podcast ended. <laughs> but like for real, they mentioned like, oh, Urgles stopped being on the ocean. And it's like, wait, rewind.
1: <laughs> Do Urgles they
0: were on the ocean before?
1: The Urgles are also Another, like, sentient race. So there's no reason that they couldn't be sailors. But for some reason, it is very strange to think of them yeah. as a seafaring folk.
0: Because you sort of see them as, like, run by somebody who is not an ergol. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know?
1: <laughs> well, I think so... part of the thing for me is because they are huge both vertically and horizontally and have horns, I think of them as, like, herd animals that you would find on a plane Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah yeah. I yeah, think yeah. also because we first encounter them in Yazwak, which is like I almost said a planar town. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a <laughs> planar. <laughs> a prairie town, I guess. Yeah. So I don't know, the image of these gigantic horned beast men on a sailboat is a little incongruous. It doesn't compute. No. Unless they're like vampires and can hold their breath infinitely long and walk across the bottom of the ocean.
0: Maybe. We don't know that. We We don't don't know know that. that. I actually
1: can't find the part where it implies
0: that they're on the ocean. It just says they've left the area. So maybe they weren't on the ocean. Anyway.
1: (laughs) But they probably would have been attacking the ships. Well, I guess they could have been attacking like any wagons that came from the city to deliver the goods that come off the ships.
0: Yeah, I also Hmm. just like don't understand... I can't mentally figure out how the walls protect
1: from pirates. <laughs> I'm assuming it's to prevent, like, the actual city rather than, like, the port. Okay. In my in my image, the port is outside of the city. Yeah. And, like, the city okay. is walled in, and then presumably there's a portcullis, port-cullis uh-huh. whatever, and a gate that goes, like, to the port, the portcullis port. <laughs> the, port-cullis port? <laughs> the portcullis port, yeah. The
0: portcullis port. The port portcullis. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh-huh yeah it's on the left side of the harbor the port port portcullis Oh um, uh... my god <laughs> so i'm assuming that they uh-huh. unload things from the ships then go through the gates into the walled city and not that like the walls extend to the harbor that makes a lot of sense but that's yeah. an assumption
0: no i believe you <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah that tracks
1: Oh, and Sophie, did you notice that uh, not only are the horses in this universe proud, the ships are also proud?
0: (laughs) I didn't (laughs) notice that.
1: Everyone's so proud. Everyone's so proud. At least horses, like, are alive. Ships generally are not. In fantasy, you never know. You can get live ships in fantasy. But uh, yeah, Yeah. proud ships. Proud with a U, like not proud like a ship that has a proud. Right,
0: like W-E-D,
1: but U-D, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. In one of my D and D games, one of the characters is descended from a magic boat. Oh, that's cool. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. how <laughs> she, she's one quarter boat. <laughs> now how does the person that go, the person got turned into a boat.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Oh, uh, okay.
0: But anyway, <laughs> speaking of the ocean,
1: <laughs> I would love to.
0: Yeah, see, like, I found it weird because they, so they talk about the ocean at the beginning of the first chapter, including the song that was mentioned, a beautiful song <laughs> about the ocean, but Brahms all, like, romantic talking about the ocean oh, being, yeah. like, it yeah. has emotion incarnate, it loves, it hates, and weeps, blah, 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 blah. And then he also says that, like, the elves basically are obsessed with the sea, Yeah, but they live very far from the coast yeah and i'm just like what (laughs) 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 like i i don't know just the implication here is so weird because it implies that like i mean i get that elves are always associated with like forest gotta be deep forest elves that's where Uh they live magical and mysterious but like the elves are supposed to have you know lived on this other continent forever so they didn't make like port cities And then the song is about a guy who is separated from his love by the ocean because he loves the ocean so much. And I'm like, okay, but they do have sailors then, but they don't have port cities or people who live near the ocean.
1: (laughs) Brom does say that Tirum is like allegedly the first place in Alagazia where elves landed. Like that's where they came onto the continent. So I wonder if like the original Tirum was an elvish city. And then, for whatever reason, that, like, drove them back into the woods when all of the human people showed up, they had to leave it? Right. Yeah.
0: It's just weird that, like, oh, they love the ocean, but they don't go near it.
1: Maybe it's
0: more of, like, (laughs) a religious thing, though. Like, maybe Mm. the ocean is, like, a, a, a deity that they have such immense respect for that they're like stay away but we love the ocean
1: true i mean or maybe it's like the three of us who all grew up in ontario Ontario and quebec and then (laughs) moved to the ocean because of its indescribable call upon us right
0: right 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 (laughs) could be that i
1: it's just like since no
0: elves like live near the ocean i mean yeah they obviously sailed to get back to this continent (laughs) what if it's like physiological like what if they're Mm. like Am- amphibians and they can't have salt water
1: <laughs> on their skin mm. or something. Maybe. Oh, I took that the other way. I was like, maybe they want to get to the ocean so bad because they're always like sodium deprived or something.
0: Oh my god, <laughs> both both valid. We don't have maybe we don't, don't have, have enough data from no. whatever the what is it, anadromous? Maybe yeah. they're descended yeah. from <laughs> animals that used to go back and forth from the ocean.
1: <laughs> Wait, so maybe they're catadromous and they all like eels freshwater (laughs) eels and the reason they all like feel such a strong pull to the sea is that even though they like live on land near freshwater (laughs) they breed in (laughs) saltwater so they're all like "Mm, i gotta go to the ocean though
0: (laughs) but they only they only like reproduce like when they're a thousand years old yeah (laughs) so they spend most of their lives just like in the forest hanging out and then
1: one day they're like the ocean like I must go to the sea I must go to the sea <laughs> I mean I'm biased but that's my favorite explanation so far yeah,
0: yeah. it's pretty good, <laughs> it's, a, pretty good it. one.
1: it's either that or
0: that plus they've had later adaptations that mean they can't go in salt water
1: <laughs> yeah it could be both I mean catadromous fish can't really go into salt water before they're ready true yeah I suppose you should probably mention that anadromous <laughs> and catadromous, which Sophie and I have both mentioned, are opposite things. Anadromous meaning you live in saltwater and breed in freshwater, and then catadromous being you live in freshwater and breed in saltwater, just in case you didn't know that. Probably would have been helpful to say that before going into it, but... uh,
0: I can never remember.
1: <laughs> yeah, it always takes me a few minutes. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's sometimes good that biology uses very similar words to describe opposite things, so you can be like, one of them is correct is correct (laughs) but it's also annoying because you're like catadromous or anadromous one of those
1: (laughs) one of them the funny thing with that specific example for me is i cannot remember which is which but i know that eels are catadromous and salmon are anadromous so i have to like go backwards Uh... (laughs) be like okay
0: (laughs) okay salmon salmon are
1: anadromous (laughs) and therefore anadromous means you breed in fresh (laughs) water yes it's Oh, that's fun. Uh, It's a wild time. (laughs) (laughs) Brains, man.
0: So, like, back to the elves. We (laughs) will probably talk about this later. But it's always interesting to me when, like, oh, yeah, the elves, they live in the woods. You know, like, they don't go anywhere else. Yeah. Because for me, it always, it feels like there needs to be... A, like biological explanation for that right like why don't they go live in the plains or something you know like why haven't they made settlements at the ocean why haven't they done this or that and so it's like okay well they have to be in the forest for some reason but why mm-hmm. <laughs> they have super delicate skin they can't be in direct sunlight i don't know
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> again i took that in an opposite thing and i'm like oh yeah the elves aren't here anymore because I guess secondary colonialism, they got, like, overwhelmed and driven out. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, people don't want to live in deep, dark woods, so that's where the elves have to be. Although that doesn't really make sense because the elves all have magic and people don't have magic and don't live very long. So you'd think elves would be able to just, like, wreck their sh**.
0: Weren't the elves, like, endemic to another continent and then they came here? The elves colonized
1: first and then the people, or the humans, rather, followed them
0: right Mm. so it was dwarves and dragons were here normally yeah and then the elves showed up and then humans showed up yeah Mm. okay fun (laughs) (laughs) i don't i have no opinion on that
1: (laughs) (laughs) north american uh
0: (laughs) just further uh cements my idea that like really it should have been dwarves and dragons teaming up and then the elves well, showed up and were like, we want to come too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but the dwarves and dragons were enemies and they needed the uh, oh. the kind and benevolent elves to come from across right, the sea and course. teach them right, how to be yeah. civilized. Right. Mm. I hate
0: that. I hate that Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Cool. Love. Yeah. Fantasy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's all made up and nothing reflects real life. <laughs> Never. Sorry, not real not real life but how uh certain people interpret real life <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is largely wrong anyway
1: anyway should we talk about the scene at the end of the taste of tiram chapter where oh God. somebody is like vanishing ships yeah Which sounds like it's gonna be a plot point but i have absolutely no memory of it whatsoever oh. i have no idea what's going on no, no. idea When we were reading the previous set of chapters, at the end when they said we're going to, like, the Perth City Tyrion, I had a, like, brain blast. I'm like, oh my god, I remember some things that happened there. I've totally forgotten about it. But this specific thing, I'm like, I have no idea what's going on here.
0: The only thing, because I obviously am trying to connect how this is important to their story... Yeah. That is being told. The only thing I could think was that like whoever imported the mm-hmm. stuff is getting like targeted to try and get rid of the evidence. Sorry, who brought in the poison that they're trying yes. to track? Like that was the only thing I could think.
1: But yeah. what was that stuff called? Some kind of oil. Sethir? Sethir?
0: Oh wait, no, that's the name of the plant. That's the name <laughs> of the plant. Uh evil flower oil. <laughs> I actually don't think they named the... I think they just said Sethir plant oil. What are we talking
1: about? I, Ships are disappearing. It could oh be yeah. pirates. It could be <laughs> gurgles. It gurgles. could be magic.
0: Could it be another dragon? <laughs>
1: it could be a dragon. That would be cool.
0: That'd be fun. Yeah, rogue dragon. It's Saphira, Ooh, She's like, annoyed oh. with them. <laughs> yeah, she's been flying ahead for like days because she's so much faster than them. Just taking Just, out like, her frustration ships.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh my god. That would be a fun twist. That'd be fun. <laughs> it would be kind of neat if it was like a wild dragon. Yeah, because I was gonna say Sephirah's never met another dragon, but like nobody's ever met another dragon. <laughs> I mean, Bram probably hasn't. <laughs>
0: Mm, oh, surely not hasn't so.
1: nope i don't
0: remember anything about this book but if brahm hasn't met a dragon <laughs> i will eat the entire book of aragon
1: you'll have to live stream it
0: <laughs> <laughs> actually i guess brahm has met saphira so i sort
1: of just <laughs>
0: won that automatically
1: dang it well you did say another dragon I think. oh yeah sure I think I anyway. said un. We'll hear it in un, the recording. Un Dragon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> un Dragon. Oh my God. Oh, uh, chaos. What I thought you were going to say about the end of this chapter is that, so, big, big day. Neither uh-huh. of these chapters end with them going to sleep. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. Up. And the first chapter ends like on an actual good chapter ending. Yeah. Like, a punchy end and then it's into the next chapter it's like wow that's amazing what a good time (laughs) instead of being like and we fell asleep which you know can is a perfectly fine way to end a chapter just not every time (laughs) yeah (laughs) but the end of the second chapter is like the beginning of a thought like it's the beginning of a paragraph and then the chapter ends (laughs) (laughs) they're about to go find Jode, Jo yeah it's like they finished talking to the guy martin shrugged again and down the last of his beer brahm and aragon took their leave and headed to the west of the city a nicer section of tier the houses were clean ornate and large the people in the streets wore expensive finery and walked with authority aragon felt conspicuous and out of place <laughs> that's yep. the end of the. that's chapter. the end <laughs> that's the end of it <laughs> that's the beginning of a chapter <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah
1: like it uh, yeah it was weird <laughs>
0: I was like, are you- wait, are you sure?
1: <laughs> yeah, the structure still isn't quite there.
0: Yeah. No.
1: I mean, I, I know we've been, like, ragging on these uh, chapters for not having much going on in them. I will say, when I read the two of them, particularly the second one, which is a little bit longer, like, I got pretty stoked, and I was like, okay, like, this is, like, hitting its stride. Like, stuff is going to yeah. start happening. I had a good time, and it made me excited.
0: That's good. That's good, Yeah. yeah.
1: I feel like I was probably the only one, but. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, things are going to start happening. Like, look at all of these potential plot hooks.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's a good point that I. This might be the first time that I couldn't guess. Yeah. What this was leading to, right? Like, yeah. Like, I'm like, I don't know why the boats are disappearing, but it seems important.
1: <laughs> yeah. I guess the thing with this book is like, you know, if something comes up, it's going to be a thing. Yeah. You can just tell because of the way that it is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's true of most books, though. That's true. Yeah. If you're reading a chapter, you're like, "This is important."
1: (laughs) Yeah, especially if it's like the only thing that's mentioned in the chapter as being like a potential next step. Yeah. I'm now thinking of this in terms of D and D, but if you're playing a game of Dungeons and Dragons and you go talk to a guy in a tavern and he goes. Ooh, the ships have been disappearing. Nobody knows why. It's like, that's our next.
0: Yeah, you're like, mission. gotta yeah. go look at the ships. <laughs> yep. Time Forget to go whatever to whatever else we were doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Maybe that's why we're picking up on them really well because we've been <laughs> three, been three years into a D&D campaign. That happens primarily on a ship. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We're really good at boat based misadventures,
1: boat based fantasy adventures. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do yeah. the next chapter titles reveal
1: anything to us? I don't know. Should we talk about them? Should we? My only
0: last thing I wanted to say was mm-hmm. at one point, Aragon, like talks about all the stuff he's learning. And he says, oh, mm-hmm. in between learning the elven language and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, the language <laughs> yeah. of this native land, you're calling the elven language. <laughs> it's not theirs.
1: The thing that I noticed from that was... The uh, learning how to take care of Sephira sandwiched into other things. I'm like, I would like to learn how to take care of Sephira, please. Yeah. Give what does me that mean?
0: Dragon husbandry.
1: <laughs> Where's the dragon husbandry? <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm imagining it involves like scale buffing.
1: Yeah. Trimming her claws. Yeah. I'm I sure. imagine the serrated claw has like a different care weird. method. Yeah. You have yeah. to sharpen it like a sword. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, all those, like, scenes in fantasy movies where the character is, like, intimidatingly sharpening their sword very slowly on a rock? Yeah. yeah. Just Aragon doing that, but he's sitting like a manicurist in front of his dragon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's an interesting point, though. Not the manicurist.
1: Sorry, finish your joke. Wow, okay. <laughs> no, that was the whole joke, but thanks for dismissing it.
0: <laughs> no, sorry, it was It was a very good joke. Thanks. But the point... <laughs> sorry Uh let me start again (laughs) like just that animals can take care of themselves you know they don't really need to be taken care of in their natural habitat
1: domesticated animals need to be taken care of which which raises a whole exactly yeah so i was
0: thinking like oh like that implies that she needs to be like brushed like a horse or you know exercised (laughs) and it's like so um this sentient creature are they domesticated? Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. maybe, it's, maybe it's another thing where, like, again, they got these bonus arms attached. Maybe there's just <laughs> stuff they can't do anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I but... mean, there is a thing, like, with, for example, people, which are sentient. Mm-hmm. Our bodies have evolved all sorts of weird shit that needs to be taken care of because there, like, wasn't selective pressure against it or whatever. True.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know about you, but I gotta brush my teeth. Yeah. But, like, wild animals don't have to do that. So maybe it's a consequence of dragons becoming, like, a society Mm. that they have that support from each other and, like, less selective pressure against them so they can, like, kind of be a little more lax with how much time they can, like, spend on grooming behaviors and things like that. Wow. I liked because of the example you used it,
0: it made it sound like you needed someone else to brush your teeth for you. <laughs> yeah, that's where I thought
1: this was going I was to. Like, I couldn't think of an example. Do
0: you need help? I was like, do you need help with that? No, but that's a good point like it could be that dragons part of their like living thing is living in groups yeah. normally and so there are things that without hands, you know, yeah, like yeah. other dragons do for them like grooming or something. Yeah,
1: like and... social grooming. Yeah. Is a huge thing among most social animals. Yeah. So maybe I don't Great know. Maybe point. she can't reach the like spot underneath her wings or whatever. And yeah, the itchy spot on her back spines. <laughs> I don't know. I'm now. I really want to meet some more dragons and see how they interact with each other. Yeah. Damn it.
0: They'll they'll definitely have a whole well fleshed out social
1: structure <laughs> based on yeah. them being dragons. Yeah, for sure. It we'll see. It definitely won't just be like elves but bigger (laughs) it won't be people but in dragon
0: bodies anyway let's talk about the next chapters yeah so the next two chapters are called an old friend and one that i'm very excited about the witch and the werecat
1: whoa what oh i know what that is (laughs) wait is that the love interest
0: is the love interest the witch part of my brain is like like a very small hand is being raised. There's some yeah. you you have a memory of this, but I don't fully remember <laughs> it yet. So. But the title is exciting. <laughs> I've completely forgot what the first title was because I just focused in on the witch and where cat. <laughs> uh the first one is an old friend, and I'm assuming they meet Brahm's J- friend. Jode or Jode or jode Yeah. Jode.
1: Jode. Even though from the way it's spelled it looks like it should be pronounced like geode that's how i was saying
0: it in my head yeah yeah we all know we can't trust my pronunciation so Uh, i had to check the pronunciation guide every time oh yeah Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: anyway and the witch and the werecat i think maybe they meet a witch and a werecat i think so yeah that's my guess yeah (laughs) i know it's something so controversial and so brave (laughs) I will say I was sad that we didn't actually meet a bard in A Song for the Road. I really mm, wanted yeah. a bard. I just loved yeah, Jaskier just from The Witcher so much that I just wanted that character. You just wanted Jaskier in... In Aragon because these three yeah. are just sucking the life out of me. They're so <laughs> you, you just wish you were watching The Witcher instead yes. of reading Aragon. Yes. <laughs> okay. Just checking. Yeah. <laughs> Crushed it. Love that. That's probably what's happening. Yep. <laughs> Great. Let's talk about what else we're reading. I fully don't remember what I'm currently reading. Let me just open Goodreads. <laughs> <laughs> I recently finished The Empire of Gold, the City of Brass mm. series third book, and it ruined me. <laughs> I oh. cried so hard. Like <laughs> I was sitting at my desk at like midnight sobbing.
1: <laughs> and
0: I didn't sleep after. Like I went up to go to bed and I'd just be like lying there trying to fall asleep and I'd remember the thing that made me cry and I would start crying again Aww. oh my god <laughs> now <laughs> I don't know if I want to read this it, it's so good it's so good and the ending is like a happy ending like things work out more or less
1: but that inflection wow makes this yeah. like
0: this one specific thing that happened it turns out was the sobbing switch in Sophie and I know what why but I can't talk about it because it'll be a spoiler but Damn. it's because of a previous book that I've read oh my gosh yeah anyway I oh my god I was a mess like it was like two days where I just like if I thought about it I would start crying oh my god, <laughs> god. yeah it was intense was I like cry at books but I don't sob this was sobbing wow anyway uh I also finally finished the wolf in the woodsman and I don't want to talk about it yeah <laughs> And then the other book I read was For the Wolf, which was good. I liked it, and I can't wait for the next book to come out. Yeah, that's all I read. I have been doing a lot of writing for school, so I haven't been reading a lot. I mean, that's still like three books. Yeah, good point. You did well. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a lot because I read The Emperor of Gold in two days, but it oh is a god. twenty it's a twenty eight hour book. Oh my god! Yeah. I was gonna say that book. This was is cute. why it ruined me because I did nothing but listen to it for like 12 hours one day (laughs) yeah anyway I'm fine it was so good (laughs) okay someone else talk oh man well keeping with the theme of Cairo-based fantasy I guess I listened to A Master Djinn by P. Dejelli Clark it was great I highly recommend it was good it's like a Murder mystery but fantasy. Oh. I liked it. Ooh. Yeah. And then I am currently reading The Burning God, which is the Poppy War 3. Mm-hmm. Electric Idol, which is a retelling of Eros and Psyche, but Smutty. hmm <laughs> Haven't got to the smut part yet, but what? That's the second one to Neon Gods, right? It is, yeah. <laughs> that was a spicy book. Uh, <laughs> oh, <yeah. no. laughs> Apparently, this one is spicier, but I'm 20% oh, in. And there hasn't been a sex scene yet, so. I mean, it's Eros coming for you is yeah. the god of. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> anyway yeah and then the last book I started yesterday is An Ember in the Ashes by Saba Tahir which is another <laughs> YA fantasy series that I kind of missed out on when it like was first really big uh, yeah. so it turns out 2022 is just say I'm going back and listening or reading all of the YA fantasy books popular YA fantasy books that she missed out on because school sucked the life out of her Damn. Yeah, it does that. So yeah. you're doing it in the podcast and in real life. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm only doing like the real hyped ones. So like the Lunar Chronicles were really hyped, and this one is also super hyped. So I was like, okay. I would argue Aragon was hyped. Aragon was very. Hyped. I, I didn't say I'm not reading Aragon. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> Do I like Aragon? That's another question that I will yeah, great point. not disclose right now. I'm just saying, right maybe I be careful about the hype. Yeah, no. Because yeah. That's true. I mean, the Wolf and the Woodsman was highly hyped and well, sure was. I mean, Twilight Wasn't was highly hyped. so True. I mean, I was hyping the Twilight. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you you were, were the hype.
0: I was the I'm hype real. for the Twilight. <laughs> Anyways, Hannah, what are you reading?
1: Thanks, Drake. I <laughs> listened to- <laughs> I listened to In Harm's Way, The Sinking of the USS Indianapolis and the Extraordinary Story of Its Survivors by Doug Stanton, which, as you may have ascertained from the title, is a like historical narrative book in my preferred category of maritime disasters <laughs> for some reason. Really like audiobooks about boats sinking, I don't know. Um, it was a good one. If you're looking for... Yeah, if you're looking for something in that category, it was really interesting. It wasn't too long, which is kind of the issue that a lot of them have, um, and it covered things very well, I would say. I also started and finished Black Sun, which was our Midlight Book Club book for February, and it's so good, you guys. Oh my god. It's Ah. my first five-star fantasy read of this year. Like It was amazing. I'm excited. The story was good, the world-building was good, but also... This is probably kind of like a dorky thing to say, but like the writing was so like deliberately done. It was like every single sentence had a purpose. It was so impressive. Like I'm so impressed by the technical skills of Rebecca Roanhorse. Like I was reading it just like, damn, (laughs) Yeah, this is so impressive.
0: That's how I felt in her other books too. So Uh, I should read them. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I can't imagine you'll be disappointed. Yeah. Uh, Since I finished both of those, I'm now currently reading The Dragon Republic by R.R.F. Kwong, because uh, Sam convinced me. Yes! And I will say, going from, like, (laughs) mysterious god magic fantasy (laughs) to other mysterious god magic fantasy has kind of made me a little confused.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fair. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But they're both very good. (laughs) So. Oh, and this episode comes out on March 1st. Oh, uh, which is very wow. exciting because we get to read our Midlight Book Club book for March, which is Winter's Orbit by Everina Maxwell, which I've heard a lot of good things about. I've heard it is gay in space, and I've been really excited to read that one. So hell yeah. Yay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you liked this chapter of Midlight Crisis, I don't really know why you would.
0: <laughs> <laughs> TBD if we re-record it. <laughs>
1: If you liked this chapter, let us know why. Consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. You can talk to us and find fun related content on social media. We are at Midlight Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com, and on YouTube. And now, a poem oh. from the elves of Alagasia.
0: Oh, oh temptress, neath the Azor sky, your gl- gilded expanse calls me, calls me. For I would sail ever on, were it not for the elven maid who calls me, calls me. She binds my heart with a lily white tie, never to be broken save by the sea, ever to be torn twixt the trees and the waves. Wow! Wow! You're welcome. And that's one of 13 (laughs) stanzas.